Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men News. It is Wednesday. I am Paul Machen. This is Ross Chanley, and the show today is brought to you in association with The Athletic. You can get a fantastic discount, 50% off your yearly subscription fee by using uh, theathletic.co.uk forward slash RedMenNews. No pop-ups, no, no hassles in that regard, just nothing but fantastic writing in a very clean, user-friendly environment, uh, whether it's on web or on their app as well and um, we're going to draw your attention to something here Rafa Benitez has been talking he's written an article uh, about Liverpool uh, obviously the, the they say Liverpool have got now financial muscle maybe the great title obsession will, will finally end some interesting stuff from Rafa because it's not just a it's obviously not like a a lot of the stuff we pull in on these shows Ross is it's got a couple of odd lines here and there from people but there's some really just he talks about what Liverpool was like when he walked into the club and the obsession with the league title and the obsession with the European Cup, etc., and how people still in China come to him and talk to him about it. But there's one quote that I'm just going to pull out here. Are Liverpool doing well? Yes. Do they have a great team and a great manager? Yes. Can they win the title? Yes, of course. Am I happy with that? Yes, obviously. My family still live in the area. We have a big connection with the people of Merseyside and like the city, uh, like to see the city proud and growing. What, uh, why can they win it? Because they've done things right for the last few years and now they have the resources to back that up. Big difference. Um, I mean, typical of Rafa to get also a very sly dig in about resources being available, yeah. like you mean, which is prime Rafa Benitez. Um, there's loads more to this article, of course, and I highly advise you going and check it out on the Athletic website. But look, Rafa Benitez knows knows his stuff, and look, he's dead right. Yeah, it's, it's all the things that he kind of had. He keeps bringing it back to his time at the club, but I think it's it's a decent comparison in terms of the, the resources, but also the competitiveness. We talk about the clubs going in cycles. I think Liverpool, obviously, when he was in charge, were pushing for the Premier League title. We're obviously, they won the Champions League, and we're in that position again. But you know, when you talk about resources, when he compares it to other teams, it's not like he had twenty million pounds to spend. Whereas Man United was double that, and he goes on to say that the risks are the players that he can often get is far more significant than that. They obviously can compete with Manchester City, who come to the ranks, Chelsea at the time as well. Whereas now Liverpool are not only in a strong position because of what, what they've done, but for other teams around them. So there's only literally City that are comparable with Liverpool at the minute because everyone else has dropped off. Liverpool mm-hmm. sees an opportunity. And we're able to attract all these players because we're keeping up this cycle of playing top level football winning the Champions League and kind of going again and taking those those players that would have gone to the Manchester United, Manchester City before and all coming to Liverpool. Yeah. Because we're getting from right outside. Absolutely. A really interesting insight again just to talk about Rafa's time at the club and things that he's maybe not, not necessarily talked about because he's now doing it from the context of you know what the club was like, and how we can look back at it with it with it with a degree of like you know, a, a time and space, which I don't think he's truly been able to do prior to now. And obviously, he talks a little bit about what that means for the for the current Liverpool. So yeah, very very fascinating read. Um, look, the big the big news stories um, we'll come to in a moment. Obviously, is, is is the the Carabao Cup, which I keep getting wrong, and the Club World Cup. 
Championship Edition. Not a Capital One Cup Street Fighter 2. Um, no, none of those things. Before we do, Michael Owen said some shit. Uh, uh, the Express report on this is why Michael Owen has doubts over Oxlade Chamberlain's future at Liverpool, which is just creating scandal for scandal's sake, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, the quotes from Michael Owen are along, uh, basically, Liverpool's midfield are very, very efficient. Uh, we've used that word quite a bit tonight, talking last night after the game. They're efficient midfield. None of them really are similar to Oxley chamberlain He can come on and change things, but what he, what he then alludes to is that does Oxley chamberlain starting games start to unbalance the Liverpool midfield? And uh, Look, he's, Michael Owen isn't saying anything there that we haven't had conversations about in that people have, I think people have this notion that this is Liverpool's side. People have got, have got, finally got to grips with an understanding of how Cops Liverpool. It's all about the fullbacks. It's about having a combative midfield and do all the running. They do, you know, they three men do the job of four, etc., etc., and it allows the platform for the wing back, the fullbacks slash wingbacks, and the front three to do all the good work. However, um, what happens when you're playing three games a week? Yes. What happens when you're playing a low block side? Yes. What happens when your fullbacks are injured or tired or you need an, an extra option in midfield? Therefore, you just get rid of Oxley Chamberlain, do you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I so, thought, well, again, I'm not even sure it's Michael Owens really saying anything bad. I just, you know, he's, he's, this is not as if he's extolling the virtues of what, of what, of him and Crouch both extolling the virtues of him and the express have decided you to basically. Owens, I've said these things. I think we've also because again, we we can't see past what Liverpool are right now. And I said I said it before. We got we saw it against Genk away. We saw Fabinho, Keita, and Oxlade Chamberlain starting a midfield three. And look again, I wouldn't say it was it was the most controlled midfield performance. It was the first time the midfield three that we effectively bought in. The first time we've truly seen them all playing together, you know, that was we, because of Oxlade Chamberlain's injury. We've never been able to see those lads play together. You could find. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. That, look, we might get to a position where that is Liverpool's best midfield. I think the question is the word that is used is playing permanently. And what's permanently in this Liverpool side? Because, yeah. well, permanently you could start two games in one week, come as a substitute as another. Yeah. You know, you've got to think about the rotation of that midfield as well. We do do all the groundwork, but you know, we want a conversation to be built with Manchester City and debate whether we get, get to there or not. You've yeah. got like, cases for both. Uh, yeah, I think, and, but uh, again, it's one of those Liverpool's best midfield uh, two years ago had Oxley Chamberlain in it. It didn't have Fabinho in it, of course, at the time. So, it means, but that's the point. Jordan Henderson, Jordan Henderson, Gigi Wijnaldum, I think, are clinging on. Not, not when I say clinging on, I don't mean like because the crap. Is that <coughs> there's stuff that Cater, hello, <laughs> there's stuff that Cater and Oxley Chamberlain can do that they can't. Yeah. And I just if if, if Ox and Cater step up a level, I, I think I, I I agree with what Michael is saying right in the right here and right now. He's actually right as much as the Express have tried to throw him under the bus. Um, also, but in the future, that might well change. If you think about those those games where we, we, we lost the league last season of those draws, I always say we're crying out for an Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah, so it's bollocks. Um, so yeah, we do know now that the date for the Carabao Cup clash against Aston Villa has been decided, and it will be played on the Tuesday, the, tw the Tuesday, the seventeenth of December. Which, for those of you who are the uninitiated who haven't heard this thus far, uh, is the day before our first game in the Club World Championship. Now. That's that. Uh, we're going to have a look at the fixtures in a moment, but Jürgen Klopp has reacted to this post-match, and this is really, really interesting stuff. We've done a special on this, which is uh, it's being edited right now. It's going to be over on the main Redmen YouTube channel, about 15-odd minutes, just talking through the, the repercussions and our thoughts and what kind of sides we feel can, could Liverpool can put out in these two competitions, because it's been made clear 
that they're going to have two separate squads. That's how they're going to handle it. Obviously, you're not going to play the same team twice in two days. Um, but Klopp's, Klopp's been asked, and I, I, I love his forthrightness on this because I think we're, we're overlooking this, but he says that we can't carry on like this. Uh, we have to find solutions. The problems are obvious. Every year we do the same again. Some find it funny, five games in three days. Let's see how it works out. Um, but it, as, as mentioned here on the BBC website, from the 23rd of November to the 2nd of January, Liverpool faced a testing period of 12 games in 37 days in four competitions, Premier League, Champions League, EFL Cup and Club World Cup, with an FA Cup third round to be determined in the first week of 2020 as well. Um, he, Klopp had ruled out the possibility of fielding two different Liverpool sides in two competitions in two continents originally, but now the club statement on Tuesday said that it was not an ideal scenario. The outcome uh, was reaching the best interests of the competition. Um, and Klopp's reacted because obviously he says the Carabao Cup makes it sound like we don't want to play in it. So that's not true, but I don't understand two games in the semi-final. I don't like that in a busy period. You only play in the Club World Cup if you win the Champions League. And that doesn't happen in your life five million times. So you take that opportunity. Is it the best time of year? Nope. We'll go there. We'll try and play all the games with all that we have. I, I, I think Klopp's got the right attitude on this. It's not Liverpool's fault that this is the way it is. And there might be some football purists who are like, well, the, 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 the League Cup is a proper cup competition. My take on this, Ross, is the Club World Cup is exactly... You win, you get into it by winning the Champions League. It's not as famous, it's not as, as storied, it's not as in-your-face because it's not in, played in, domestically in front of you. Liverpool have won the League Cup more times than anyone else. Winning the Super Cup is important, and and for me, winning the Club World Cup is important because it establishes you as the best. As, look, it's the best, the best club side in the world. It's it's not a comparison for me. If I'm being completely honest, I think you just said there. Plus the gold badges that you get get on top of it. Like, Absolutely. Even, even down to things like the monetary value behind it. So like Liverpool earn more money from YouTube revenue than they would do for getting through this round of the Carabao Cup, which is just that. <laughs> which it, it, it's stupid. So what's the incentive? It's 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 excellent for the youth players getting a chance to go and play in it. But Liverpool shouldn't be shouldn't be forced to prioritise, and, and uh, they're being forced to prioritise for being successful. In my opinion, you said oh, winning the Champions League, doing that, getting through to the next round of Carabao Cup, being forced to go and do that when they could easily lose the games in January a little bit further back isn't right. And, and, and but it knocks you, the whole thing. But that all knocks the whole thing on. That's the yeah. that's the problem, doesn't it? And, and the other thing is, he's you know I know this will happen, but he's he's not just moaning about Liverpool. He said this after the Aston Villa game of the Premier League in general. Yeah. Or English football in general of like just cramming games together for the sake of yeah. mainstream media getting more money or, or whatever whatever it is, it's cramming those games and when it's beneficial for, for players to have bigger gaps or, or whatever. Well he said to Chris in the summer, you know, if, if we had an, and not saying he's saying this is what we should have, but he said if we had an NFL length season and albeit NFL cram loads of games, more you know, all the games into a much short space short space of time. And American sports tend to do that. The seasons last for shorter amounts of months, but they play like they play like three games back back to back, yeah. but they rotate a bit more. What are you saying is the more if you had more co if you had like six months of coaching time, you would be able to do much more with what with what you've got. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. And but uh, just to follow up on his points on this, um he says you can't wear so if you have an FA Cup replay, which I don't like, and go through to the Carabao Cup final, we had a situation like this a few years ago. We played at West Ham and everyone was in front of the TV watching the FA Cup and hoping we do not go through because of fixture congestion. You cannot work like this, where we hope that somebody will go out and everything will be fine. That's the brilliant point. We tried to ignore this this time with Arsenal. 
Um, but the boys just wanted to play football. I don't want to cancel competitions. I'm from Germany. Why would I want to cancel English competitions? We cannot carry on like this. We have to sit down at the table at one point, find solutions. The solutions so far are more problems. And that's the point. They are hoping... They have to hope that Liverpool go out because they're having to fix, they're going to have to move stuff around because of Liverpool ultimately in, in, in this world. Or Liverpool saying we're not playing in the competition because it's, 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 it's too much. It's a, it's a genuinely crazy situation. It comes down to it. Carabao, the Carabao Cup, they need to scrap the two-legged semis. They've already gotten rid of replays and all that kind of stuff. They've, they, over the years, uh, well, exactly. Over the years, they've gotten rid of these two-legged stuff. It's been shortened down, so it's only the semis now. And I think part of it was like to make it different from the FA Cup. I, I, they used to have it was all two-legged, or at least a much bigger section of it was when I was a kid. So, and as a kid, I, I, I enjoyed it because it was just a it was different. It was a different cup competition. But football's moved on. Players play far too many games of footy now, and. The, yeah, it course does come down to money, but it also comes down to again a lack of understanding on on the part of fans and the, and, and and the cost the cost to fans of this whole experience and the physical toll that it's going to take on footballers because they're going to move this club World Cup to post season from next season as well. They're going to be moving the World Cup in Qatar to the, to next to, to 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 the winter. It's it's bollocks. Everything needs everything needs a massive rethink, and it might mean you know something some drastic measures. But that, you know, it's an it's but, an unsustainable future. But if FIFA are getting paid millions to have them in these locations, then it will change. Something. Absolutely. Quickly, let's have a look at the fixtures then. So December now lines up like this: Wednesday the fourth, we're going to be playing Everton. Saturday the seventh, we're playing Bournemouth uh, away. So Everton at home, Bournemouth away. Tuesday the tenth of December is Salzburg away from home in the Champions League. Saturday the fourteenth, Watford at home. Now the Aston Villa game will take place from the Saturday on the seventeenth, Tuesday the seventeenth with the first game which is going to be against Monterey or Al Sadd I believe in the Club World Cup is Wednesday uh, the 18th then you've got Saturday the 21st is either the final or the third place playoff of that competition and then you play Leicester City on Boxing Day on the so five days later on Boxing Day and then you've got Wolves uh, two three days later sorry um at home on Sunday the 29th and then you get into January where you've got just Thursday the 2nd against Sheffield United at home and then you've obviously got an FA Cup game to be scheduled between that and the, the Spurs game away from home on the 11th mad we thought last season was mad well. and potentially to, which won't happen because we're going to put a team of kids on they're probably going to get absolutely annihilated oh, but there you go yeah, 30 day free travel for Amazon Prime for, for December there didn't realise the Everton game was on there as well did you not know that like yeah yeah uh, if Amazon Prime want to pay us for that for that free plug that Ross <laughs> has just given them then by all means let them um, but other than that yes um, just one last bit of news to wrap up another nice piece of news um, Sean Cox's family are going to be attending the Liverpool Man City game on Sunday courtesy of LFC another wonderful move of course and uh, I, I, again I, I like the continued support that the club has given for Sean and once again as always everyone here at Redmen TV wishes Sean a, a continuedly uh, and expedited recovery uh, from the uh, the terrible injuries that he suffered uh, in that game against uh, before the game against Roma um, which is ridiculous that we live in a world where that could happen but so be it um, two things quickly we're going to get your comments on everything that we've discussed uh, if you're watching this live on YouTube right now go over uh, and click that subscribe button we're on 24.3k subscribers it's been a good been a good old week 
for subscriber totals 295 on the main Redmen channel. I got 100k, which I'm buzzing with, and let's fly the Redmen news uh, subscriptions up as well. So do that. Uh, Tom, what are your what are the comments you pulled together? So um, so if you want Oxley Chamberlain to kick it off, Tani Sogian says Ox is an amazing player. We need his skills with his long shots from outside the box, like what he did in the Man City games. And then Ghost says Ox is class at times, but needs to be playing in the big games again. That's the thing is that Man City is a, is a, is a, a would be a big marker for Oxlade's return. I think there's games where you might find that there's just games where you play against teams that are going to sit sit in defend deep, and you, you do need that lad who's got who's got the ability to score from outside the box. Lad who's, who's lad who's close control in the final forty yards of the pitch. Is is better. That's what you need in them games. So you might you might look Michael Owen in some regards. Ross, it might be right, but I also think that you when you come up against the best teams, it's a tough balancing act because you want all your most attacking players, your most skillful players on the pitch because you want to be able to go toe to toe with these lads as well. So be a big game for him this, if he starts this weekend. I'm I'm at the point where I'm happy with either. Mm. To be honest with you, I think you've got options in both. I think you're always more reserved when you play Manchester City. The fact that you want to be a bit more defensively set up, but when you're at Anfield, are we at a point now where if you play Chamberlain, the Manchester City second guess how they play and yeah. how, how, how they set up. They might be prepared for that, but they may, might fully expect of what we touched on before of going, oh, attacking fullbacks, you know, dogged midfield, and we can work our way around that. But you chuck out Chamberlain into the mix and you go, oh, I think you play four people up front yeah. and we've got a shit defence. Yeah, I think they'll prepare for it, but I don't think they will expect them to start, which could be an interesting thing. The build up show actually will be out there. We've just recorded that. I think that is it tomorrow. We've got that going out, something like that. It's good. It's, it's a belt of a show. Stay tuned for that on the main uh, channel. So, Tom, give us one more comment, please. You've got something on the Club um, World Cup that would be, uh, yeah, be more. I'll, more I'll, read a, I'll read that a few, but. They're on the same topic. Um, Folded Toast says, I think we should just pull out the cup. There's too many games. Stephen Saw says, which game will Klopp be at is the question. And then Dan the Man says, the Champions League results yesterday were huge. We just need to simply be Anfield at home, clinch the group, and then we can basically eliminate the fixture at Salzburg. Yeah, the, uh, beating Napoli at home would be would be massive in that. Klopp will be at the Club World Cup because he, he he rates it, and you know who who takes charge of the the, 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 the Villa games most interesting. You know you were talking before when you know, there's talk of it being, is it Inglethorpe? It could be, I mean Critchley. It could be Lutus. Um, there's options there. It could be Linders, you know, uh, as well. It could be Rafa. He'd be, he'd be bang up for it, like uh, he'd be desperate to do it. Uh, so it's a very it, that is an interesting one. I think I think the priority will be the the, the club World Cup in, in this one. Um, the good thing about this, and I, I, why I wouldn't pull out of this, is there's a potential there to give game time, essential game time, because as much as I don't think it would be great for development for a, a team of Liverpool kids to get smacked everywhere by Villa, like an embarrassed, you put a cricket score past us because we've just got this horrendous team of kids who, can't, who aren't experienced enough. The learning curve of even in defeat for the likes of a Curtis Jones and for a Nico Williams and a Sepp Vandenberg, et cetera, et cetera, you know, we won't see it immediately because that'll probably be the last we'll see this, this season for in senior games of most of these lads. But it could be that pay dividends in their careers down the line. invaluable experience for those guys. Even go, going to go and play at, at Villa Park, a massive, you know, yeah. renowned, historic stadium, and, and gain that experience. If you lose, learn from it. If you win, learn from it, and, and keep, your, keep your heads grounded. There's also probably a shout for, depending on where he's up to, of, of having a Shaqiri in there. Mm -hmm. I, of all other fringe players, just having, having some game time. I don't yeah. think we, he won't be the same as Arsenal, obviously, because he needs to go to them. Like, like, yeah. Absolutely, Tom. You got one more. 
Yeah, just very quickly, Ben Pryor uh, just gave us a super chat. Thank Hi, you. Ben. He says, congratulations on the 100K subscribers, Paul. Oh, thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, look, if, you, if you've not subscribed to my channel, do me. <laughs> uh, oh, don't, I'm not asked. Uh, but, yeah, um, Ross, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for your comments, for watching, for listening, and, of course, for subscribing to the, the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we'll be back with more Red Men news tomorrow, so make sure you stay tuned. Click that notification bell. And thank you very much to theathletic.co.uk. Remember, you can use forward slash Red Men news uh, to get 50% off your yearly subscription fee.